How's it going, Jets fans? Welcome back to Fireside Jets with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing three, a trio of phenomenal cornerbacks the Jets contain. One of them a rookie, as you all know, another a sophomore, another a veteran in DJ Reed. And these guys have been just straight up locked down. If the offense could just play to par, I know Brees Hall, massive loss. And AVT, of course, another massive loss. But if Zach Wilson can elevate his game, stay on the football field, keep that defense off the field, the Jets are going to have one of the best teams in football. Like their roster is just miles ahead of a lot of other teams that are, you know, seemingly have a better record. You look at the Giants that are six and two. Um, the Jets have a much better roster and it's not even close. They should be better. And ultimately it just boils down to quarterback play, staying on the football field, keeping your defense off of the field. Uh, but nonetheless, they've been really put into some tumultuous positions and they've managed to come out on top anyway. And, uh, this trio of corners have really stepped up. And, you know, you're looking at a lot of inexperience there, too. And that does not matter. They've just been excellent across the board. So we're really excited to take a look at how well they've graded out this season, the impact they've made, um, and a couple other accolades that some of the Jets defensive players have earned this week. Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how do you today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. So just some of the news, obviously, from earlier today, Quentin Williams being awarded AFC Defense Player of the Month, I think really comes as no surprise to anyone with his dominance, you know, really all year. And obviously this last month, I think you're looking at a guy who's, you know, really shown himself into being an all pro alongside Aaron Donald at the position by the end of the year. And the other news uh, to no surprise, Garrett Wilson won rookie of the week, you know, Jets nation putting a ton of votes in for him there and, you know, well-earned for Garrett, you know, obviously six catches, 115 yards. We highlighted it on yesterday's show, what he was able to do and how complete of a skill set he offers this Jets offense Really excited about Garrett. Obviously, this is his second time winning the award. And for the Jets with this special draft class, they've now won this award six times in eight weeks and five consecutive weeks in a row. So, you know, it just goes to show you with this group of Garrett, Sauce, Brees, JJ. And, you know, when we get to see more and more of Max Mitchell, Jeremy Rucker, Michael Clemens, you know, this group is very exciting. And taking it to, you know, our topic for today of the corner trio of the Jets right now, you look at this group and, you know, for years, I mean, just – the Jets really struggled, really post Darrell Revis, you know, Antonio Camardi. I mean, the Jets really had a revolving door at the position. And over these last two offseasons with Michael Carter II in the draft in 2021, this offseason signing DJ Reed, drafting Sauce Gardner fourth overall. You know, Joe Douglas and Robert Sal really placed a premium on this position, and, and rightfully so. Corner is undoubtedly one of the most important positions in the game. And you're really seeing just in no time how how fast of a difference the, this, this trio is making for the Jets – Starting with Sauce, you know, 12 passes defended, which is tied for the most in the NFL. He's had at least a pass breakup in every game up until this last week. And, you know, the two games before this last week against the Packers and the Broncos, he had three in each game. So it just speaks to what he's really doing in coverage on the ball, you know, um, at the catch point. You know, he's also got an interception. Um, you could take DJ Reed, who's playing that right corner position, six passes defended and an interception. And I think with DJ – what we've seen as much as anything is just very reliable tackling, you know, on the edge over the middle, like we highlighted in last week's film review in the Bronco game, just the physicality, the arm length, the ball skills that DJ has, you know, he's a very talented 25 year old player. And as you said, provides the veteran, you know, experience to this group. And lastly with MC two in the slot, Michael Carter, the second, I mean, he's really one of the most underrated players on this team. I think he's playing as, you know, good as any slot corner in the game right now, at least in the top three to five, I would think off the top of my head, you're talking about a guy who has all the ability, you know, athletically with speed. Um, we talked about what he can do against the run as a pass rusher and coverage. And the main point for him in year two to really clearly indicate, indicate growth to people was just 
making plays on the ball in coverage. And he has, he had five pass breakups last year. So far this year, he's already at four. So he's going to break that, um, you know, averaging one every two games to this point. And he also has two interceptions. He didn't have one all of last year. So MC2 is definitely, you know, taking that uh, growth that you want to see that step in his development. You know, he's only 23 years old in that slot position, which is not easy to play. And all three of these guys, I mean, the Jets pass defense is top 10 in the NFL right now. They're top five, I want to say, in interceptions. And obviously these three have a lot to do with it. And it's really exciting. I feel like they're just getting started as, you know, a really great group at a very important position. Absolutely. And tell me, does, does MC2, there has to be a nickname MC squared for him, right? He, do they call him MC squared? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When Michael Carter and him obviously got drafted in 21, they both came from Duke and North Carolina, ironically. Right. And they were, they were really just from the jump. It was MC for Michael Carter, the running back, and then MC2 for the, the slot corner. I feel so like MC squared is such an easy, easy one. You know, yeah, it is. Hey, maybe people do call him that. I just haven't seen enough. But oh, by the fan know. base, he's usually just MC too. So okay, uh, either way, very good player, as you said. Um, and you know what's interesting is that a lot of times cornerback is one of the more difficult positions to adjust to the NFL. More physicality, more speed. You know, uh, more complicated route concepts and coverage. Uh, you know, you have to understand. And Sauce Gardner has jumped into the mix here and has immediately become one of the best corners in football. You know, do you know how unbelievably difficult that is to go from playing at Cincinnati? And that's a good school, but it's not like a top echelon Alabama or Ohio State, you know, or Texas. You're, you're looking at it's Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Like they, they made the national championship game. That's a huge step for their program. They, they made the national championship game, right? Cincinnati? No, they lost to. Uh, they lost. You went up against Jameson Williams in that game against Alabama, and they lost in in the semis. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. So they went to the semis. That's still massive, massive accomplishment for the Cincinnati Cincinnati program. Um, and obviously, Sauce Gardner plays a big part in that. But to translate, we thought that he would be good, but he would have some trouble holding a little bit. And, you know, sometimes getting blown by. But he is just completely dominated. Twelve passes defended, as you mentioned before. His last couple of weeks. His grades have been off the charts in terms of coverage. I don't think I've ever seen this in my life. Against New England, over 77 snaps, the kid gave up negative four yards. He actually gave up less yards. <laughs> he gave up negative yards in a game. I didn't even know that was even remotely possible. That means he made a tackle for a loss behind the scrimmage on a screen pass. And that was the only time he gave up any positive yardage. He was targeted three times, two receptions for negative four yards. Uh, I mean... What more can you ask? What more could you ask from a player? 44% reception rate this year. That is tremendous. Uh, you don't want to throw the guy's direction. I mean, if you if you saw a quarterback with a 44% completion rate, you would say he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. That's the that's the number. That's the completion percentage Sauce is letting up right now. That is absolutely out of this world. Uh, fantastic. He gave up 16 yards against Denver, 8 yards against Green Bay, 26 yards against Miami, who have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And nine yards against Pittsburgh, who at the time had Chase Claypool and George Pickens. You know, <laughs> what more could you ask? What more could you ask? Three pass breakups um, against Denver and Green Bay apiece. Um, he's been out of this world. He gave up one touchdown against Cleveland in week two. That was the worst game up to this point. He only gave up 33 yards in that game. Um, this is a player who is quickly, if you're a Jets fan, you remember Rivas Island. It's quickly becoming Sauce Island. You know what I mean? You're seeing there has to be a better name for for Sauce. Like I don't know, uh, maybe Hot Sauce or something. I don't know, some sort of thing uh, that you could come up with that would just indicate how just unbelievable he's performed. But Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, 
uh, he's about to lose that CB1 status if he hasn't already to Sauce Gardner because ultimately he has Sauce has the size, he's got the speed, he's got the agility, he's got the charisma to go up against some of those better, better receivers, those really good receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, he will talk smack to them and he'll lock them the hell down. Um, at some point, they're going to elevate him to that status and have DJ Reed just cover the smaller receivers or maybe the CB2s because Sauce is the future of this team. You know, they have five years of this kid and he's already elite. So, you know, just looking at him specifically, do you think there's a point in the season where the Jets say, you know what, let's elevate him to CB1 and then, you know, kick DJ Reed to, to CB2? Or maybe they're just playing the matchups at this point. It's fascinating. I mean, I, I think Sauce is already one of the best corners in football, period. But the ironic thing is that DJ Reed is up there in the top 10 as well. So it's like you really have two CB1s when you look at it. And it really, you know, with DJ being as comfortable as he is on the right side, you know, they really kind of limit the amount of, you know, following, if you will, that they kind of have Sauce do. Like a couple of weeks ago, as I said on yesterday's episode, like Garrett Wilson was getting fouled by Jair Alexander. Like the Jets haven't necessarily done a ton of that with Sauce. He's kind of just been designated to that left side for the most part. And, you know, I think as much as anything, what you love with him and you hear Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and these people speak on it, just his presence, like he has a genuine authenticity about him. And th there is something to be said about, like you said, the fact that he was able to turn around Cincinnati like he did and win as many games as he did there and what he's already bringing to the Jets. I think it's just a ton of, you know, just a CEO presence, you know, the organization that's needed and, um, you know, he, he's obviously gifted physically just with the height, the length, the physicality that he, the, you know, uh, aggressiveness that he plays with, um, athleticism. I mean, he, the, the quickness that he has at his size is obviously generational. He's got four, four speed. And I think, you know, he's going to be one of, if not the best, the position really for years to come. A hundred percent. Yeah. He, this kid is a stud, an absolute freaking animal. And I guess you're right in the sense that like, there's no reason to fix what's not broken. You know what I mean? Keep him on the left side. Keep him kicking ass. You don't have to mix it up right now. The Jets secondary is keeping them in football games along with their pass rush. So, um, you know, the equation's working. The system is working. No need to mess that up. And then, you know, to point out something you mentioned before, MC squared over here. And I'm going to start calling him that and trying to get that on the – trying to get that uh, as his regular name. But, you know, MC squared, four pass defended, two interceptions. You know how important it is to have a good slot corner in the NFL? It is essential. You see Tyree Kill kicking to the side. You see – all the best receivers are capable of moving in. You even look at the Jets, the way they use Garrett Wilson, the way they, they should be using Elijah Moore. Um, you know, the slot is a very prominent position for a lot of productive receivers in this in this league. Um, and ultimately, you know, having a guy that can lock, you know, opposing receivers down like MC Squared is essential. Um, and he deserves a lot of credit as well. As a, what is it, fifth round pick, right? So, you know, fifth round pick, second, you know, second year, sophomore season. This is what you want to see, man. The development of these players is astronomical. Every single draft pick for the Jets has developed really nicely. You know, the only one that hasn't is unfortunately Zach Wilson, which is the most important one of them all, right? Like, so that kind of sucks. But you look at all the players that they've drafted in recent years. You know, AVT has been absolutely stellar. Max Mitchell even looks serviceable. Um, there's some really good talent on the defensive side. Obviously, Quentin Williams has taken a big step forward. Uh, did the Jets draft Quincy Williams? I don't think they did. No, he, they got him as a waiver claim with like, uh, they obviously okay. got John Franklin Myers, Braxton Berrios, and then two years later, they got right. the first year that Sala was with the Jets. Okay, okay. So, I mean, look, they've even developed some of those guys that, you know, came along with Robert Sala. They've really developed them. The defenders have really taken big steps forward. Robert Sala um, and, and uh, you know, Greg Ulrich uh, have really done a just tremendous job building this defense up. You know what I mean? Like, this is a very, very good unit. Now, honestly, um, 
I only expect them to be keep getting better. I'm curious to who they extend. I'm curious to the contract Quinnen gets. I'm curious to, you know, what CJ Mosley's future looks like. But that secondary is locked the hell down. So that's obviously a good sign. But guys, I love your perspective on this core trio of cornerbacks and how well they've performed and how you would look at them as, you know, one of the better units in football right now. And the future that that they that they kind of are staring at is just filled with success. So I'd love to hear your perspectives, opinions, and narratives below. As always in the comments section, make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 